me psychoanalyze you. You're stupid. I need to have negative thoughts to keep me safe from the saber-toothed tiger that's gonna pop out and eat me as soon as I step out of my cave. Humans were pretty fucked up, but there's beauty in that imperfection. Hello, hello, what is up, Flodsters? Welcome back. It's another day. It's another motherfucking day here in Boulder, Colorado, coming to you once again from Basement Studio. The last two weeks, I've been doing ketamine treatments for depression. And on Thursday, which was like two days ago, when I decided to go in for my third treatment, I decided to go in for the full fucking Monty. Not the baby dose, which is what I did the first two times. That's 28 milligrams of the nasal Spravato spray. Instead, I decided this time to go for the full um, 56 milligrams, I believe it is. And um, it was an experience. Yeah, it was an experience. It was unlike any other drug I've ever done before. I've done a few. I've done uh, the big name psychedelics, mostly microdosing though, if I'm honest, and ayahuasca. That was not a microdose. That was the full shebang. But this was different. Yeah, you know, I think one of my big fears with taking psychedelics or any drug for that matter is that it's going to make me paranoid because that tends to be what I kind of lean towards when I'm high, paranoia. But um, this was not a paranoid state at all. The closest thing I can describe it to is like, have you ever been in a really deep meditative state where your brain kind of becomes blank? You're aware of your body, but you're sort of disconnected from it in a way, disassociated from it in a way, and you're just kind of existing and floating in space and feeling the vibration of the world around you and your breath. And yeah, that's what it's like. It's kind of a spiritual feeling. Yeah, it's really great. I can kind of understand now why it helps people with mental health because it's it's really um it's kind of like being in in an enlightened or deeply meditative state, you know? And um I did have some kind of profound spiritual thoughts when I was in that state. I mean, they weren't thoughts so much as feelings, kind of. Like, yes, I was thinking them, but I was feeling them more than I was thinking. And what I felt was that I am me. My soul is me, not my body. That is irrelevant. That is unimportant. My body and the sense of who I am exists without the physical form. So I had this sense like, oh, when I die, I'm still going to be me. I am just going to leave my body, but I am still going to exist. And anybody else who dies is still existing without their body. And when I die and I see and I'm with other, you know, quote unquote people who have died, I will still be able to recognize them because what I recognize in a person is not, you know, how they look and who they are. I recognize their soul and my soul will know other souls. So I was like, oh, when I die, Alex and I will still find each other. I told this to Alex and don't tell him I told you this, but he may have teared up a little bit. It was very sweet. Yeah, this whole feeling, it gave me like a deep sense of peace. Yeah, it was great. I have to say, I don't feel exactly less depressed from the ketamine. 
I do feel like it's helped me more with anxiety and ADHD. And I don't know if it's like kind of off-label use for anxiety. It's more for depression and it's definitely not indicated for ADHD, which leads me to wonder, do I even really have ADHD or do I just have anxiety that sort of, you know, creates a restlessness and inability to focus in me, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. Been an interesting experience. I'm really looking forward to this week, which I have two treatments. And of course, I'm going to do the full dose again. And um, I'm hoping that I get kind of more of a sense of excitement and euphoria like I had the very first time I did it, rather than feeling kind of sedated. Because these last two days since I've done it, I have felt kind of low energy, I have to say, a little little sedated feeling. And I'm hoping that's just maybe where I am in my hormone cycle not um, related to this bravado, but I will keep you updated. But um, in the spirit of life, I thought today we would talk about how to cultivate spirituality because it's something I've been working on and it's something that this bravado treatment has led me to think a little bit more about because I've been kind of connecting more to my spirituality. And of course, since my mom died, I have also, you know, led to cultivate a deeper sense of spirituality than I ever had in my life. Because if I'm honest with myself, I didn't have any beliefs about spirituality at all. I just thought it was lights out, snuff the candle, and you're gone, you know? I didn't think much about um, the meaning of life or anything in particular. Anything. But um, I felt a kind of insecurity in my life not having spirituality to connect to. I really did, especially having my mom sick all those years and thinking a lot about death and feeling like it's just the end. That, that led me to feel pretty frightened and insecure in my life. So I think it's really important for that reason, if you are not a spiritual person or religious in any way, to cultivate spirituality. And of course, the two stand alone. Religion and spirituality are not synonymous. You can be religious and not spiritual and spiritual and not religious. I prefer the latter because I don't really believe that organized religion is always the best thing. I mean, I think it can be good, but a lot of people do a lot of shitty things in the name of religion. Then again, religion can also cultivate a sense of morality and values in a person. So there can be value in it. But um, I think it's a little safer in life to lean towards uh, just being spiritual and cultivating your own sense of reality and morality over um, subscribing to religion, which can be, in my opinion, dangerous at times. So that's what we're going to work on. Today, we're going to talk about how to cultivate spirituality. Now, the first step really is to just do some deep reflection on yourself and possibly some ketamine or acid or shrooms. I'm joking, kind of, sort of, maybe, but those things can help you for sure. Um, But, you know, there's always a risk in taking a drug, especially if you're not doing it under psychiatric supervision like I am. So that's not really my first recommendation. The recommendation is just to reflect on yourself, to reflect on deep things, to journal frequently, 
about what you feel the meaning of life is, what is the purpose of our existence, um, what happens when you die, that kind of thing, you know? I don't recommend having to lose a parent to become spiritual. It's not a fun thing to go through. But inevitably, most of us, unless you die before your parents, are going to lose their parents in their lifetime. And um, that can lead to spirituality. And I think the reason is just because you kind of need something to explain the weird experience of seeing somebody die. It's a very strange, life-altering experience to watch somebody die. Not a lot of people go through that. Not a lot of people have seen dead bodies either. I have seen a few dead bodies in my life. I have. And it's, it's a very, very odd experience. I don't want to say I recommend it, but, you know, uh, it does maybe help you connect to that sense of spirituality. For me, it, it was actually just that having my mom die made me feel her presence, made me feel like, wow, I know she's dead, like logically I know she's dead, but she doesn't feel gone. That's what made me connect to spirituality. It was just that feeling. That feeling that, okay, I know I don't see her body anymore, but somehow I still feel her around. I don't really feel like she's just gone. So that really changed my perspective. So if you can, just reflect on difficult times in your life, on death experiences you've had, on amazing experiences you've had, and what does that mean? How does that feel to you? And maybe you want to read a little bit about, you know, some spirituality. When I was like in my early 20s, I was into this lady called Sonia Choquette, I believe her name is. And she writes books about spirituality. And I found those really interesting and comforting and kind of basic, but good. You know, there's, uh, there's all sorts of spiritual people out there. You could, you could research it and just see what See what uh, resonates with you, you know? I kind of just glob on to things that resonate with me from different religions, different spiritual beliefs, etc. You know, I've always kind of been connected to the idea of reincarnation, that um, maybe not an entire soul, you know, reincarnates in one body, but maybe parts of people's souls reincarnate into other life forms or other people. And, uh, and I've always kind of believed in a sense of energy, collective energy, and um, karma. I don't know if I believe in old-fashioned karma like in Hinduism exactly, but I do believe there is a point to doing good things that um, that, that uh, is beneficial or possibly part of our purpose in existing. And being happy is part of the purpose of existing. And maybe evolving our soul is the purpose of existing, etc. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just do some self-reflection as the first step. Do some reading as a second step. You know, you can also talk to other people in your life who have ideas about spirituality. What do they believe? And what just see what resonates with you. I'm not the kind of person that can 100% say I 100% believe in reincarnation, but that is what like resonates with me the most. 
And so that's maybe what you focus on, just whatever really feels the most fitting for yourself, for your soul. You know, and um, I think meditation can be a good way to connect to spirituality. Meditation doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be the objective of meditating. But I think when you do get into a state, kind of like I talked about with the ketamine, where you're sort of letting go of your thoughts a little bit more and just connecting to what it is to be alive and your essence, the life essence that's in you or whatever the fuck you want to call it, that can kind of make you feel more spiritual. You know, it can kind of make you disconnect from your ego, from your person, from your thoughts and uh, make you feel more alive in a way. And um, other things that can do that are like connecting with nature, practicing gratitude, service to others. Those are all things as an adjunctive to your spiritual practice. Whatever your spiritual practice is, make it for yourself. You don't have to do what some guy on YouTube or in a book says. Just do what feels good for you. And make some of these healthy habits like gratitude journaling and spending time in nature and giving back to others and doing meditation or yoga. Make that part of a spiritual practice. If you do those things, you're going to have a, a, a little bit of security, a little bit of a, a better sense of life, a less fear of death, I think, is a positive to being spiritual. And um, yeah, enjoy, enjoy your life. As always, you can reach out to me at perfectlyflodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at perfectlyflodcast. Bye-bye.